0: what's up guys regiment in this podcast is brought to you by g fuel the ultimate energy drink for gamers g fuel uses a special blend of vitamins antioxidants and other natural caffeine resources to keep you from having those jitters or even that crash that you normally would have from other energy drink brands so whether you're having a long gaming session or you're just having a long day and need a pick me up g fuel definitely has you covered g fuel also has a wide array of flavors to choose from But if you don't know what flavor you want to try, they also sell variety packs on their website, and they even come with a cool shaker. So head on over to gfuel.com and use promo code REGIMENT at checkout to get up to 30% off. That is REGIMENT, promo code REGIMENT down here at checkout to get up to 30% off. Soldiers trying to leave the Army currently have their lives on hold due to a systems outage blocking their discharge paperwork, the service confirmed to Army Times Wednesday. The service interruption is affecting the transition processing system, which produces the discharge forms and separation orders required for troops to access post-service benefits like the VA disability pay, retirement pensions, and the GI Bill and more. The service's top official, Army Secretary Christine Wormuth, was asked about the outage during Tuesday evening in the town hall event at Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. She encouraged troops experiencing problems to report them through the chain of command because we know that oh, it works. Yeah. We know that. Because reporting the chain there. of command is a fail proof. <laughs> Fucking process. Army Times uh, interviewed two retiring soldiers who confirmed that they were both turned away from their local transition assistance offices Tuesday due to the outage. Both soldiers requested anonymity because they were concerned about potential retaliation for not being authorized to speak with the media. That's the
1: crazy thing, too. Like when you're when you're so afraid of bringing up a legitimate Issue and problem because you're going to get punished for bringing that to light.
0: Bring it, you know, bring it up to your chain of command. Well, your chain of command is not doing anything, and you're just getting fucked left and right. But your only option is to go to the media because unless you don't, things won't change. Chains of command and admin in the military take zero accountability for their fuck ups at all times. It is always your fault, not theirs, but they won't acknowledge it. However. If they fuck up and overpay you, they will take that back immediately. They want that mm. now. If they fuck up and underpay you and you and they owe you, it takes forever. They're like a fucking mafia loan shark. Where if they owe you money, they'll take their sweet time because they know that you can't do shit about it. But if you owe them, they'll come and beat your children until they until you fucking get it back and they'll hold your wife hostage or something stupid. I'm just I'm exaggerating. But they basically make your life a living hell because they you owe them. Welcome back for another episode of The Smoke Pit. I am Brock, and, and it's Doc again with me. Um, we, are your ho- we are your hosts of The Smoke Pit podcast. Um, uh, how have you been? That's not a, well, that's, that's surprisingly not a rip-it.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a non-sponsored energy drink. <laughs>
0: It's a rain. I know what it is. Wait, sh- <laughs> should you not be drinking that? That's why I tried to cover it up. You didn't do a very good job of it. I did what I could. Um. So, but yeah. But
1: uh, I feel like I caught the crud. I was at the leadership conference for Reverend Warriors this past weekend.
0: You mean you got COVID? It's
1: like, no, no. I got. Food. I can still taste everything and shit. Dude, I got food poisoning the other day. Uh, maybe you should cook your food more.
0: No, I, I went out to eat. So I went out to the restaurant, to a restaurant with my, uh, <laughs> my in laws. My wife's grandma was in town. So we went out to eat And Friday night, and I, all I had was like a, bre- a brew house mac and cheese, which was like mac and cheese with, uh, had white cheddar in it, um, beer, some kind of like, uh, lager cheese where it's like a, bre- like a beer cheese and some, um, some smoked sausage and like some peppers and stuff. It was so good and it didn't taste undercooked, but I, I it must've not set well in my stomach because I came home and li- throughout the night I started feeling like nauseous and like I had to shit, but I couldn't shit. And, f- and then like in the middle of the night I went and I just, I just had the- diarrhea. I was up until four 30 in the morning cause I didn't feel good. And then I slept for maybe three and a half, four hours, and I woke up and started puking the next day. So I was, like, in bed most of the day yesterday because I just was not feeling good. And, um, yeah, it definitely sucked. Like, I felt drained for the rest of the day. And then I went to bed late last night. I started playing cyberpunk again. Wow. Because uh, I, um, I was, like... I was curious to see how the next gen and all the updates and all that stuff were, so I fired it up, downloaded the update and stuff on my PS5, and it looks and performs a lot better than it did when I when it first came out. I mean, it still has there is a lot of bugs in the game still. Wow, um, still, man. And, and there's and some of the bugs are still the same exact bugs from the from the PS4 version.
1: That's crazy. That this long after,
0: Um, but the graphics look great. The frame rate, the, f- the the frames are really good. Um The only thing that sucks is that the ray tracing. So you have performance mode, which is that prioritizes frames per second. And you have the ray tracing mode, which prioritizes like the graphics of the ray tra- of like the lighting and shit, but it drops your frames. It cuts your frames in half. And that's on a PS five. So like, I was like, what does the ray tracing look like? I turned the ray tracing on and it dropped me down to thirty frames per second. on uh, on console, which isn't a PC. This is on PS five, so it's like I'm getting frame I'm losing frames on a PS five with it.
1: Such a so, so w, the, w so game.
0: The, I mean, it's weird because the narr- <clears throat> like It was a busted ass game. That it's still, a busted ass it's, game. still a, it's not as busted. They did overhaul a lot of things, which makes the game feel a lot better. They added some they added a bunch of new stuff to it, so it looks and plays a lot better than it used to. We'll also, that also they overhauled the uh, the AI for like the characters in the game, like the NPCs, the the cops, the the police were completely overhauled. Because before, like you could do whatever you wanted, and the cops barely did shit. Or they would just randomly spawn on top of you, and it was easy to get away from them. It's still kind of easy to get away from them, but they, the way that the police mechanic works is is a lot better. It's not like GTA, but... And the, and the NPCs are more dynamic than they used to be. Before Do you they still were, T-pose? It's funny you say that. I did still see a T-pose. That's funny. I was um, fighting somebody, and in the middle of the fight, he just started T-posing. I was like
1: okay. I guess I win this fight. That's a nice polo or a nice flannel you got on there.
0: Oh, you like it? The regiment flannel? This thing's actually surprising I don't know. I got it for Christmas. This thing is <laughs> actually surprisingly comfortable. Like it's nice and soft. It's not like a normal flannel. Um, it's, it's, flannel it's, material. it's it's a thinner material, but it um, it's softer material. So it does feel nice and comfortable. It fill it fits great, but I highly recommend don't drying it and don't throw it in the dryer. Cold wash mm-hmm. it and hang dry it. It'll shrink. This is definitely going to shrink if I if I try to throw it in Not the Not much fire. of
1: a flannel guy myself. I oh, yeah. think flannel looks good oh, on dude, me.
0: Dude, I love flannels. I fucking love flannels. Alicia thinks I'm good. You
1: can pull off the mountain man, Luke. I, I can't do it.
0: I can pull the mountain man off. The, the mountain We've man also got a off. beard,
1: so. You would if yeah. you could grow one. Yeah, if I was allowed to and also uh, the capability.
0: I was more leaning towards the capability than I than the um, being allowed. It's to
1: just, park. it's very slow. But then after, you know, scruff looks very good to me. Uh, once I hit a certain point, I just look homeless. And I look like when you see me that you just want to buy me a sandwich. You're like, you, you doing okay? You want some? You got that patchy, sandwich? shitty beard? Yeah. It looks very,
0: uh, it just doesn't look good. It's yeah. just not good. Some people are just not meant to have facial hair, man. It's okay. It's true. Um, the fuck the VA, by the way. Oh, you you don't say. Dude, my, so get this shit, right? So my claim for mental health was denied for the second time. And I've been fighting the VA for since 2021 for this shit. And the evaluator had me come in. And the biggest thing in her notes was, like she said, there's no evidence of service connectability here, yet there is notes from time, my time in service of me addressing that I am going through depression and stuff. And they said that I denied treatment. But th- the truth was, and I told them this, I'm like, it wasn't that I denied treatment. It was just that there was nobody there. Like, we didn't have any, like, therapists on base. And I was offered to talk to the chaplain, which I said, no, I don't want to talk to the chaplain. I, w- I want to talk to, like, a, a therapist. And they took that as I am, ref- I am denying. I'm, like, refusing treatment. So I'm, like, not wanting to talk to the chaplain who is not a fucking professional or a, tr- a trained doctor for that kind of shit. Why would I want to talk to them? Some of them are. Some of them are, but th- these guys are not. Like this, th- these dudes were just chaplains. Like all it is was like, well, you know, pray about it. Like fuck off, I don't want to pray about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, there was a this person was told to go to the chaplain. I don't know if it was true or not, but they're told to go talk to the chaplain. He's like, I don't want to talk to that guy. He has a sign on or he has a picture on his wall that he's psycho the rapist, and they're like. Do you mean he's a he's a psychotherapist?
0: That can't be a truth thing.
1: The, but if you look at it, it looks it, it if you pronounce it differently with the exact same spelling is like psychotherapist.
0: So that's that's that is a, uh, a something in a show. I want to say it was. It's always sunny in Philadelphia when he was like saying that like. Anal-rapist. I want to be an analysis therapist and like they put it together and it was a and they spell it out. <laughs> it says, you anal- know, anal- yeah. Well then,
1: but anyway, um, so I mean, if you guys need some VA help, just go into discord.
0: We have a whole section for it. So I submitted, obviously like later on, I been going to the therapy and stuff. So I submitted a new claim for mental health because now I have therapist notes and I have a psychiatrist and a therapist that all back me up on it. And also for sleep apnea, because the sleep apnea evaluator says that he is in a hundred percent full support that my sleep apnea is service connected to my mental health. Well, this, Oh my God, I smell the onions again. Mm. My dog ate a bunch of green onions Did he fart? He's been farting or burping, and it just
1: smells. (laughs) I just hear her dying in the background. So, um,
0: So the person that did my evaluation this time was the same person that denied me last time. Only this time, they didn't bring me in for an evaluation. It was a record review. So I didn't even get a chance to come in and talk to her about the new developments and new evidence from the last time that she saw me. She just went and looked at my records. Quote-unquote. Quote-unquote looked. So her notes for her denial were exactly, almost word-for-word, word, the same, except for two sentences at the end where she pointed out, um, patient um, is able to maintain social interaction, a marriage, and school, and is not affected by their mental health. So because I can hold a marriage, get good grades, and still be sociable, like by doing podcasts and shit, I am automatically not qualified for mental health.
1: Uh so I mean, in the mental health world, we do tend to say it's not diagnosable unless it's a it's affecting an area of your life. Because but- like otherwise you can you can have it, yes, but it's it's not diagnosable unless it's causing problems. Does that make sense?
0: See, the thing is it does cause problems, but the problem is just because I'm able to overcome those problems, but then sink back into them doesn't invalidate any of this, you know? Yeah, I do get good grades. However, Throughout the entire semester, I struggle to, to pay attention because of shit. I struggle to – I procrastinate mostly because I have no drive to actually do some of my homework. So I end up getting backlogged with my assignments, and I often have assignments turned in late because I just get depressed and overwhelmed, and I don't feel like doing them until I'm like but, – but the GI Bill is my other source of income, and I need that money to, like, pay my bills. So I get good grades – For more than just that I need to do well in school, I'm doing it because if I don't, I'm going to lose my benefits. Mm -hmm. So, So it's like I have to, like, crunch all the time. And then I'm just, like, in this constant cycle of depression, crunch time, depression after crunch time, crunch time, depression after crunch time. And it's, like, it's just a cycle of that and that and that. I've been talking to my therapist about it, but I didn't get a chance to talk to this person about it. So she denied me. And then put a bunch of notes of saying that here are things that are in your favor, basically saying that I do have issues with depression and anxiety that is onset from that's either aggravated or caused by time and service. However, it's not service connected. Sounds like textbook ADHD. It's stupid. I'm like, I don't understand, like how I have these things that are connected. But then on the other hand, you turn around and say not connected. So fuck the VA evaluation system. You guys are fucking dicks for that shit. And it's it's so stupid that we have to fight so hard to prove shit. When yet, I even saw somebody saying this on a TikTok where it's like the thing that they hate about the VA is like in the military, they trust us all the time to do all this crazy shit, to be, in, be responsible for all these things, for multi-million dollar pieces of equipment, for doing our job in wartime and stuff like that. They trust us for that kind of stuff. But when it comes time for like, hey, I have issues now because of what I was doing in the military. Now we have to fight tooth and nail to prove it because they don't believe you anymore. They don't trust you.
1: Well, the the VA is like those people inspecting our barracks rooms that don't allow us to have a candle. Right. Because we'll burn the place down.
0: It's... And it's Which, some, ironically,
1: some people probably would.
0: They would. But, like, the problem is, is, like, fighting so hard. Like, we shouldn't have to fight so hard to prove something. And then when we have other doctors backing you up, it's still the VA is like, well, we still don't believe you. And it's like, why do we have to fight so hard for that? You know? I didn't have these issues before I left, before I went in. And now I have all these issues now that I'm out. And, you know, you're telling me that, like, well, it's not because of us. Bullshit, it's not because of you. Have you
1: uh, have you been recommended to be assisted to unalive yourself?
0: What? By, oh, by this isn't Canada, so no. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's just so dumb. Like, and the worst part is, the North Chicago VA has Trash. it's so bad. I I told my buddy Mike. He's he's a guy that's been on my podcast. He his therapist. Is through the North Chicago VA, it's depressing. And he says that when he was talking about like his depression and you know his like suicide and stuff, the guy was just sitting on his phone, texting. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Am I bothering you right now?" He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Continue." I am shocked, shocked, shocked. So it's like. I got lucky with my community care. I have a great therapist, a great psychiatrist. Those they're all veterans. So it's, it's talking to them is easier, you know, like them understanding me is much better. And the VA is very, is starting to get hard pressed about doing the community care shit. Like my physical therapy, they want me to, I said, I want to go through community care for the physical therapy because I don't want to have to drive in North Chicago Every single time that I have to have, phys- they want me to go there every week. And I'm like, no, I'm in school full time. I have to go to, a, I have to go to a, a whole, I have to go North 40 minutes to go to class, but you want me to come to physical therapy in the morning. So I got to drive over an hour to get to class after physical therapy. And I'm like, this is, I, I'm not working right now because of school and shit.
1: For those that don't know, North Chicago isn't actually Chicago. It's basically great Lakes. It's, where yeah, need to it's go to Campus. It's
0: about 30 to 40 minutes away from where I live. It's riding their cars from the Navy boot camp. Right, it's it's where the Navy boot camp is. So driving there from Wisconsin is a pain in the ass because then I have to drive from there to my class. And the whole system when it comes to evaluation <laughs> for benefits is broken. Absolutely broken.
1: Because the You mean v- the government system is broken? What? Yeah,
0: it is. Because it's like they have these, especially with mental health, because the way they look at it is that Unless you went to Afghanistan, we don't give a fuck about your mental health. So it's like, unless something happened to you that was absolutely traumatic in the military, your mental health doesn't count. It's stupid. Because you should have just been raped, then you could have been covered. That's And that's the other thing. Unless you are sexually assaulted or something happens to you in combat, they don't care. And even then, the sexual assault thing, which it, hap- it does happen, They those people have a hard time claiming that. Even with evidence of it, of, like, you know, of the event. They still have a hard time claiming, getting that, like, part of their claim. So it's... And, like, the way they look at it is, unless you deployed, they don't care. So it, and it sucks because now we're in a time where, you know, especially when I was in, we were at a time where the deployments were winding down. So we weren't deploying anymore. But we, I was in Ukraine for the whole Russian thing when it started. So The first part. The first part, yeah, before they actually invaded. We stopped them from invading by being there. But we were training the Ukrainians and sending them off out east to fight the Russians. Because there was a conflict going on even back then. It just wasn't a full-scale invasion like it is now. So I was there during that, but it doesn't count because it was not considered a deployment. It was considered a training rotation.
1: It's all in the wording.
0: It's all – it's and they worded it like that on purpose. So – and it sucks because now that there are no deployments happening anymore anywhere, unless you're part of special forces or something, then you're going to, like, Africa or something, there is a large number of people in the military that aren't going to go on deployments anymore. They're not going to see combat, but they are still going to have mental health issues. But proving that now is going to be even harder unless they get treatment when they're in. And that was the other thing for my sleep study. I have sleep apnea. I wanted a sleep study before I before mm. I ETS out in the army, but they wouldn't let me do it because in order for me to get a sleep study, I was in Italy. I had to go to Launchstool Germany, to get a sleep study done, mm. and they weren't going to do it. They're like, we're not so the capabilities and everything. They, and they the were, it's not even that because they don't have a they don't have the equipment in Italy, but they also don't want to spend the money to send me up to Germany to get it done.
1: Yeah.
0: So it was a lot of that. They didn't want to spend the money to send me to another country to get something done. And same with my evaluation. Like, when I wanted to get evaluated before I got out, there was no evaluator. The VA rep that was there left before I started clearing. So there was no one to talk to. They said, just do it when you get out. So they set me up for failure off the rip, which sucks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, fuck the VA. But anyway, yep, not a big
1: fan myself. And, and then we're we're dealing with right now the new the new medical implementation system of Genesis, which is an absolute shit show. You can tell that it was designed to be a civilian system because like we have to do insurance stuff every time someone checks in I'm like, insurance. that's clearly a civilian thing. yeah, that's clearly a civilian thing because in the military. You're, especially if they're active duty, they're covered.
0: Yeah, you're under TRICARE. Well, you don't need to run your insurance. Exactly. So
1: that's how we can tell that who, whoever designed this was designing it from a civilian aspect. <clears throat> There's a lot of things wrong with that system, honestly, so, when it comes to the military.
0: It sounds like it.
1: Like IDCs, which are independent duty corpsmen, they're basically like an enlisted PA, physician's assistant. There's nothing in the system for them. So they actually have to be put into the system like they were a full doctor. So they have capabilities technically in the system to order things and do stuff that they really shouldn't be allowed to do. And I know somewhere down the line, it's going to come where should they be doing those things? Obviously not. But somewhere down the line, it's going to happen either by mistake or intentional, just because the capability is there.
0: i I, uh, yeah. When it comes to implementing systems, it's the military is not good with that shit. Neither is the VA.
1: Like I could see an IDC uh, giving someone Adderall or something. You know, I kind of wonder, I
0: wonder like if there's ever, there's going to end up being <clears> like kind <throat> of like the pact act for like people in the Navy that were on ships that had the jet fuel in the water. Maybe. That something's going to come down about that. And it's funny I'm saying this because I wanted to talk about this real quick. <laughs> when, when when did that all start coming forward about the jet fuel in the water? It was like a, a year ago, right? Uh, no, it was less than six months ago. So, you know the movie World War Z? Uh-huh. They predicted that. Which has me thinking, wondering, like, is the jet fuel in the water like a a thing that's been going on for much longer. October. It was a th- it was in October. So World War Z has a scene where... Or maybe September. Might so, have been September. So in World War Z, well, you know how everyone's on the aircraft carrier? Yeah. So you know how Brad Pitt's family's on the aircraft carrier? They're in the mess hall. Mm-hmm. And she, the daughter is like, the water tastes funny. And one of the <laughs> fucking sailors looks at her and said, it's the jet fuel. This jet fuel in the water. And this movie came out in 2013. You know, it's funny. Uh I, a, a few of the I think it might have been the Anchor
1: cops coverage of it uh, looking in the comments. So a lot of the older Navy people that were in the comments were talking about how that's that's been a thing for a long time, but because back in their era, it was
0: before social media. There was no way to bring it up. It was always, yeah, there was, there was, and it, then was just, swept it was just, it was hush
1: hush. There was no true way to be able to get it out. Like you might have every so often, you'd have one major whistleblower that made it to like big news for some shit like that. But it was so rare. It was so easy to keep that shit on the down low. So it happened. I feel like it's been happening for generations. Cause they were like, yeah, that was a normal thing all the time. Half the time we'd have to sniff the water to make sure it was, it was good to drink. And I'm just thinking, this has been going on for so long that it was. It's only a a national news thing now because we have the capabilities for it. Like if that, honestly, I don't think that would have ever made the fucking news if it weren't for things like TikTok, fucking oh yeah, any of the social media outlets to so- where pe- a, a bunch of people are co- corroborating the same story to where someone picks up the news and then like they don't have a choice and they can't cover it up because they're like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. There's
0: there's jet fuel in your goddamn water. So I'm going sh- to send you this video. Hang on. Let me go to the <clears> article <throat> so that the audience can actually hear this too. So World War Z predicted this. Hang on. Let me send it to you. Continue. So World War Z predicted the jet fuel in the water. So, which has me thinking that this has been a thing for a long time. I think so. I think it so. Is. Hang on, let's watch, let's have the viewers watch it. Hold on, wait for it.
1: Mommy, is Yes, sweetheart. Water here tastes funny.
0: The water here tastes funny. And the sailor. It's jet fuel, young lady.
1: He's
0: joking. She, he's like, it's jet fuel, young lady. And the mom's like, he's joking. But he wasn't joking. Are you watching this? Mm-hmm. The water here tastes funny. I wish. d has trouble filtering it out. Interesting. Probably because there's too many people on this ship. And then the other guy says, I wish he was joking, but the, but they're having a hard time filtering it out because there's too many people on the ship. <clears throat> That's not a thing. That's Though that part's not a thing... The jet fuel in the water is a thing. Yeah. So World War Z that's back in twenty thirteen predicted that jet fuel had been in the water and the on the on the carriers and shit.
1: Whenever if you for anyone that's ever been on ship, they know that going throughout the ship, you see you've got different pipes and they're all labeled for what they're supposed to be. So they'll be labeled as like potable water and they'll literally be labeled as jet fuel. The same you can see the same pipes. On the same bulkhead or the same wall and it's very easy technically to mix up connections especially I would say especially nowadays when people I would say are significantly lazier and topped with overworked uh, terrible training figure it the fuck out mindset and They get this terrible training and they're they're just you know, they're connecting shit and then going about their day, not even thinking about it. And then they've connected a potable water line with a jet fuel line. And one it could be one spot on the ship, just one little spot, and boom.
0: Yeah, dude. I was I was watching World War Z the other day, right? And that's how I found this. I was watching it, and then there was the chow hall scene, and then they were just like, (laughs) The water here tastes funny, and the sailors like, it's jet fuel. And I'm like, wait, really? Did they predict that? Or has this really been a thing that is only just now coming out? Oh, no, it's been a thing for
1: a while. Yeah. At least from what I found from those comments and in that original video, people like people in the 90s, they were talking about like, when I was in during it was like the Gulf War era, they're talking about how they always had to smell the water.
0: That's crazy. That's insane. It's, it's like Lejeune good. water on ships. Lejeune water on ships. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, God. Good old Camp Lejeune. Never been there, but I've heard the stories. Great, it's
1: not a good place to go. Um,
0: don't all don't thing, recommend. All things bad have been... Not all things bad, but... Interesting things going on in the military. Um, especially how troops can't get discharge forms or retire due to the Army's HR transition.
1: Which is what I'm assuming is how they're handling like their S what do you guys call admin is S one S one. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are the same as the Marine Corps on that then.
0: Well, here's the thing. What does this even really mean? Because S one, it, it's just like a normal platoon in the fucking army. Like you get new people in all the time and people transition out. It's like, I think it's
1: probably related to the systems that are being implemented like the uh, the online systems.
0: Let me uh, let's look here.
1: It's like for us, we use, we started using Salesforce, which is how we submit all of our pay issues, all of our contracts and pretty much how we fucking submit everything now. But there's different like drop downs for the category where it goes, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it was a terrible transition. And I would say it's still a terrible transition. And the bugs are still being worked out to where, at least in the Navy, people have been getting out without their dd 214s for a while now. Like, I've gone to meetings and town halls where people ask the question like, hey, I've had this sailor that's been out for like six months and we're still waiting on their fucking DD214. What the fuck? Like if you think you can't do anything without that, the yeah. best that they can get is a no, letter can. of service, like a letter of service memo from their commanding officer or whatever, to prove that they were out. And, yeah, and, and like that any type of service while they're waiting on their DD fourteen. Like that's unacceptable, and no matter what, they can't start their VA shit. No,
0: they can't do anything without that. They can't even they can't even enroll in school for with their GI bills because of that. <laughs> It's it's absolute trash. So let's let's read the article. So soldiers trying to leave the Army currently have their lives on hold due to a systems outage blocking their discharge paperwork. The service confirmed to Army Times Wednesday. The outage, which is preventing the Army from issuing DD-214 discharge forms or processing retirement requests for approximately 4,000 troops, is due to data processing issues, according to the spokesperson for the services personnel uh, directorate. Lieutenant Colonel Joseph Payton. The service interruption is affecting the transition processing system. Payton said, which produces the discharge forms and separation orders required for troops to access post-service benefits like the VA disability pay retirement pensions and the GI bill and more. We we anticipate the transition processing system to fully be functional within a week. The (laughs) spokesperson. We no, it will not, not in a week. Um, once it's up and running, we'll prioritize processing discharge forms for our transitioning soldiers who have been impacted. Mm,
1: mm, mm-hmm.
0: The service's top official, Army Secretary Christine Warmuth, uh, was asked about the outage during Tuesday evening at the town, town hall event at Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. She encouraged troops experiencing problems to report them through the chain of command because we know that oh, it works. Yeah. We know reporting the chain there. of command is a fail proof <laughs> fucking process.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's look at our barracks issues. That that seemed to work oh, the same dude, process too.
0: Any kind of issues, food issues. I remember we couldn't even fucking get food in our base because there was their chow hall was shut down, and we were resor- resorted to eating MREs three times a day on base. Out of a deployment or training, um, a training scenario, we were on base. We had a fucking commissary right there. But we we were like, can we get separate, separate rats so that we can actually, you know, get a better – get be able to afford groceries? And they told us no. They said – Go ahead
1: and sleep that under the rug.
0: So they were like, no, because there's another base nearby that has a functioning chow hall. Because our chow hall got shut down several times. One, because of roaches. So they had to fucking clean it out and kill the roaches and shit and bomb the place. And then another time was because – they ran out of funding for the chow hall. So we had no food. We were running out of food. I remember showing a picture, sending it home, saying, like, this is – or posting on Facebook, saying, that, like, this is what we – this is our, our chow right now. And it was literally, like, an omelet <laughs> and a piece of toast. And it was only because they had nothing else. And it was, like, you weren't allowed to have anything else. In the words of the Navy, lower your standards. And then they, then they started saying, well, we're not serving lunch anymore. And then it was like, well, we're only going to be – we're not serving uh, – we're only going to be operational mon- uh, Monday through Friday and and not having – and also not serving lunch anymore. So we couldn't – we had to either go to some fast food place or go to the commissary and, like, go to somebody's house and cook it because we didn't have a, any means to, make, to to eat because they were like, oh, well, with the chow hall being closed, we'll give you guys um, Mermites, like hot A's. So it was, like, shit that you'd eat in the field. Those ran out. Then it was, like, everybody's drawing three MREs a day. And I'm, like, no one wants to eat three MREs a day. But it was, like, their way of saying, we're still feeding you.
1: So That's what we call Fitfo. Figure it the fuck out.
0: And then the uh, the only reason why they said no about giving us, like, separates or, like, better uh, more pay so we could buy groceries is because... We have a shuttle bus that takes people from our base to the other base to get chow because their chow hall is open and does have food. How long was that transit? Um, it was about a 20, 20 minute drive each way, so about a 40, forty minutes of just transit. But there was one shuttle bus.
1: Mm. So no. and it was going well, back and like forth. a two hour two and a half hour trip for. And nine it was years. it was
0: terrible because like if if you were a single soldier living in the barracks, like you had to leave PT early. To go to the bus, go to Chow, come back. And by the time that you got back, you had like 15 minutes to get ready for the work, the duty day. Or sometimes you were coming back after nine because the bus is one bus and there's like a thousand people that they have to keep transporting. And then the lunch bus is two hours after that. So it's like you were spending most of your duty day waiting on the bus to go to Chow. It's so efficient, and when we were like, "This is like not working," but the command team didn't didn't really give a shit. So, as most command teams don't, send it up to your what? chain of command. They'll take care of you. We're from the government. We're here to help. So please don't resist. So the outage comes uh, amid the service's bumpy <clears throat> implementation of its new human resources platform, the Integrated Personnel and Pay System Dash Army. Um, Which began in December after more than a year of delays attributed to feared data issues like this one. It's the second significant hiccup associated with the platform's launch. Around 25,000 beneficiaries briefly lost their TRICARE health insurance last week due to an an error transmitting data to a benefits eligibility system. Warmoth acknowledged the TRICARE lapse Tuesday evening but highlighted the speed at which it was resolved. Army Times uh, interviewed two retiring soldiers who confirmed that they were both turned away from their local transition assistance offices Tuesday due to the outage. Both soldiers requested anonymity because they were concerned about potential retaliation for not being authorized to speak with the media.
1: That's the crazy thing, too. Like when you're when you're so afraid of bringing up a legitimate issue and problem because you're going to get punished for bringing that to light is fucking ridiculous.
0: The military is corrupt as fuck. It's corrupt to the fucking core just like our government is. And it's crazy because it's like they they wonder why retention is so bad and why people aren't joining. And it's shit like this where it's like bring it you know bring it up to your chain of command. Well, your chain of command's not doing anything and you're just getting fucked left and right, but your only option is to go to the media because Unless you do, unless you don't, things won't change. So Hell,
1: even a meme page, like the meme pages are, are like the biggest whistleblowers now. Oh, we'll, they're like,
0: we'll actually they're get, the guys that are out. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that in a second next. But we're not done with this article because the memes actually do have a little thing that we got to talk about. They do um, factor in in some way. So it says, once one, a sergeant first class scheduled to begin his terminal leave next week before departing the service, explained on, in a Wednesday phone interview that he was unable to sign his discharge form Tuesday, um, what was supposed to be his final visit to the installation's transition center. He said the center's employees apologized when he arrived for his appointment and pointed at stacks of delayed discharge forms on their desks. The system first went down on December 23rd for a planned outage scheduled to end on January 9th. That is a long outage. We're going to have an outage from December 23rd to January 9th. It's like two weeks. According to an internal, um, internal newsletter reviewed by the army times, but it's not clear when, if ever it was restored to full functionality. The second soldier, an officer stationed overseas told, I guarantee you this is Italy. (laughs) Um, told Army Times via phone that he's unable to formally submit his retirement request to the Service's Human Resources Command. His retirement packet is complete, save for a service calculation form that's produced in the transition processing system. The officer is scheduled to begin an improved civilian internship through the Career Skills Program, which allows troops with approved discharges or retirements to spend their final months of service getting a head start on their post-service career. Yeah, we have a similar program. Every branch does. I think except for the Marine Corps. No, I think they use the same one as the Navy's. So until his retirement packet is received and approved by HR officials, he cannot start the employment program and his already negotiated start date is nearing. If I can't get that approval in time, I may not have access to the employment transition program, the officer said. But he's more frustrated that service leaders haven't acknowledged the problem to those stuck in the process before now. I wouldn't have reached out to Army Times if the Army had just acknowledged it and just said, hey, these are the issues the officer said. It is almost likely that they're fearful to acknowledge their mistakes, which doesn't surprise me. This reminds me of the Soviet Union during Chernobyl. And I only say that because I just watched
1: Chernobyl. Like all these issues like me, just because I I get to see a lot of these issues with the stupid ass collateral that I've got. Like I've had so I've had I almost had soldiers. I've had sailors that have been dealing be with, army, bro? right? I've had tailors in the past that have dealt with pay issues that we found out weren't even my fault, which I initially thought were going to be my fault because, you know, I'm, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in this position. It seems like I'm learning as I go because it's not my job. It's a collateral that I, I fucked shit up, right? And we called the, you know, big Navy the the hotline that we get and they're like no no you submitted it correctly it was it was fucked up on our end i'm like cool however that still doesn't do anything there's still a ridiculous amount of work to do to unfuck these people's pay unfuck their taxes among everything and it takes so much time and effort to get that done other than them just being like yep we that was a fuck up on our end However, to get it fixed, <laughs>
0: you still have to do all of the work. The cha- Chains of command and admin and the military are, take zero accountability for their fuck-ups at all times. It is always your fault, not theirs. You fucked something up, but they won't acknowledge it. However, if they fuck up and overpay you or something, they will take that back immediately. They want that mm. now. But if they, f- if, if they fuck up and underpay you, and you and they owe you. It takes forever for them to, to actually. It's just like one of those things where like they're like a fucking mafia loan shark, where if they owe you money, they'll take their sweet time because they know that you can't do shit about it. But if you owe them, they'll come and beat your children until they until you fucking get it back, and they'll hold your wife hostage or something stupid. I'm just I'm exaggerating, but they basically make your life a living hell because they you owe them, you owe them for their fuck up, and they will collect immediately.
1: And I've it, seen junior sailors have zero money paychecks.
0: <clears throat> that's insane. Like,
1: so, like it's, it's ridiculous. And for multiple paychecks too. like to where they've had to go to like Navy and Marine Corps Relief Society and shit, because even the process to like, if they owe too much money that had to be taken back the process to get it into a payment plan. So they don't take it all back at once. It still takes that work and submission for them to do that. But in the immediate sense, they're still out of that fucking money. That happened to me.
0: That happened to me in Italy. So I was, um, so how we do it for jump pay. So we were on several different jump rules. So a jump rule essentially is like how you get paid for your hazard pay for your jump pay. So if you're on a jump rule (laughs) four, I think it was, they just pay you throughout the year for those and how they do the jumps is that as long as you get your four jumps done in that fiscal year, you're good. But if you don't get those four jumps done in that fiscal year, you owe all of it back versus like how it is. If you on a normal jump rule where it's like, um, kind of like split in, um, periods throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a certain number of jumps in each period. Otherwise you have to pay it back. But what they did was for this one was they said that you need to have four jumps within this year of your jump log starting, otherwise you will owe all of it back, not just that period. So what happened was I did, I had one and it was a big issue because we were it was during the sequestration and the which year, one the one in 2012 mm-hmm. 2012, 2013. I think I remember them. So, that sequestration was we couldn't get parachutes to jump because we just they didn't have the funding to get the jumps going. So, the year was wrapping up and I still needed two jumps to get otherwise I was going to owe them $1200. I was going to owe the army $1200 for the hazard pay. And um finally near the end they I got on these two jumps, but I missed, I missed it. I was late by a week. So the jumps started happening a week after the year. So because I missed out on two jumps, I had to owe the army $1,200. And I'm like, I can't just fucking pay that. I have to go through a payment plan. So what they did was I went over to the, to the office to actually set up a payment plan and they never submitted the paperwork. so i was going up to a school up in germany and i had to pay for my hotel room and my rental car when i was up there and obviously i was gonna get reimbursed for it but i needed to pay for that when i got up there like it was out of my pocket for the hotel room and out of my pocket for the rental vehicle on my way up there my paycheck was zero dollars they just garnished all of it and because I wasn't, obviously, I was an E3, E4 at the time. I wasn't being paid that much. So my next paycheck after that was short. So they, I'm like, I submitted for a payment plan. And they're like, yeah, I was never actually fully submitted. I'm like, that's not my fault. So they took that shit immediately. They took it out of my, I had a fucking $0 paycheck. I was so pissed because it was at a, at the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to borrow money from people so that I could actually afford to stay in this hotel and get this rental vehicle so that I could actually go to this school. I was so close. Right. And then, but I got it back when I got back. My, my, um, my buddy worked in the, um, what's that office? Um, D Rose, the D office where they pay, they pay you back for like reimbursements and shit for like expenses on like for going to schools. He was in. He was in charge of the office that did the reimbursements. And no, it's just travel claim for us. It's, it's it's essentially the same thing. So he put me in for. Uh, he put it in, and I ended up getting like twenty five hundred dollars back. <laughs> so yeah, he he helped him. He hooked me up and got me out of the hole with that one. Regiment in this podcast is also proudly partnered with StackUp. StackUp is another military gaming organization. The one thing different, though, is that they focus mostly on the mental health of veterans as well as the betterment of veterans alike. One of the programs that StackUp has is their STOP, or Overwatch program, which is a 24-7 crisis support line for veterans. The thing that sets StackUp's Overwatch program above all other crisis support lines, including the VAs, is the fact that this 24-7 crisis line is operated by trained veterans. So when a veteran calls in in crisis, they're not just talking to a random person— they themselves are talking to a vet that has also gone through something similar and can relate to the situation. Their trained staff in this Overwatch program will help a veteran find the resources that they need to find help. And if the person just wants somebody to talk to, the Overwatch program is great for that too. Another cool thing that the Overwatch program does is that you don't have to sit there and talk on the phone with somebody. If you feel comfortable just doing DMs, they can definitely do that too. Another really cool thing that StackUp has is their air assaults. Air Assaults are where they'll take a veteran and fly them to conventions all over the country. This includes TwitchCon, Comic Con, anywhere in the U.S., all expenses paid. And if a convention happens to be somewhere out west in California, StackUp has what's called a Phalanx House, which is essentially a gaming lounge for all veterans to just go to. StackUp will definitely hook you up with that. They have pool tables, hot tubs, and just a place to stay if you're out west. It's pretty cool. Another thing that StackUp has is their supply crates. Now, what they'll do is they'll take gaming equipment, gaming consoles, and other cool swag and send it to either a veteran in need or a unit somewhere deployed or a unit that needs it. This is a great way to keep veterans connected and boost the morale of the veterans that need it. Every year, StackUp has a charity called the Call to Arms. The Call to Arms charity is to help StackUp raise the funds they need for all the awesome programs that they have. Last year alone, they raised $625,000, and all of that money goes to keeping these programs going to help other veterans that need it. If you're looking to donate, we have the donation link down in the bio. But if not, go ahead and spread the word of this awesome charity and head on over to StackUp.org and check them all out. That's StackUp.org and tell them Regiment sent you. So, Acosti is facing a court. (laughs) Why is this ad massive? Acosti Acosti faces military's highest court for sharing disrespectful memes. It's
1: interesting that they're facing a military court since they're not in the military.
0: I know, right? So, (laughs) what is this fucking ad? There was an ad. Did you see that ad?
1: Uh, I have a different... I've had my... So
0: a US, a, a, US a US Coast Guardsman faced the military's highest court yesterday for sending disrespectful texts to other service members inciting questions over the consequences of distributing inappropriate messages to fellow troops on duty.
1: That was a very confusing paragraph.
0: So, chief machinery technician <laughs> Fernando Brown, who was stationed in the Coast Guard heavy heavy icebreaker Polar Star, was previously God, convicted for the series of communications that took place during the summer of 2019, the court documents showed this message in question. It were a series of memes, typically a humorous photo, or we know what a meme is. Um, that, <laughs> that Brown sent while in dry dock in Vallejo, California, to three unnamed chief petty officers in a group chat named Chief's Mess. The first, it's mess- always the
1: fucking Chief's Mess.
0: The first message, according to proceedings, featured an image of a fellow Coast Guardsman from her high school yearbook alongside the caption voted most likely to steal your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a second message um, included an image of a scantily dressed man with a Dallas Cowboys body paint, according to the court documents and a caption suggesting that it was a reason for another member in the chat missed a recent chief's call.
1: Interesting. I could see why he he's essentially getting in trouble for these types of memes though cuz
0: they were directed at people.
1: Yeah, it seems like you know what the Marines United thing was all about, right? Yeah. Like revenge porn type kind of things. Well, this was um,
0: this if it was a randomly dressed person like saying that like this is why they missed the recent call. It, it just seems it's it's targeting specific people. But here's but the other thing is it's like did one person in that entire group not have the same dynamic with everybody else? So I don't get it. <clears throat> why is I can just I just said I can
1: at least see why he's getting in trouble too. I don't know to the extent of why he's getting in trouble. I think that's a bit much, but I can understand why he's getting some reprimand here.
0: So following following the wait, hang on. The final message was a photograph of the last member of the chat with crudely drawn male genitalia on his hard hat. <laughs> Following the text. Crudely drawn, following the text, some uh, some in the chat testified that they felt victimized, while others said they did not find the memes to be personally disrespectful. It's always one. It's always one. There's always one. For his actions, Brown received an initial sentence in 2020 of a reduction of rank from E7 to E4. Holy shit! God damn! 30 days of restriction and reprimand. The sentence was upheld by the U.S. Coast Guard Court Criminal Appeals in 2022. The outcome of this case could be more strongly defined. The standards of conduct service members must follow when communicating with one another. That's insane. You mean to say that the group texts I had with my other soldiers of us like sharing fucked up memes with each other, I could have gotten us in trouble?
1: Probably. If one person was offended, it seems like. I still think it's because it was specifically targeting people that were but the within thing that was, group chat. But,
0: but it was, uh, maybe, aside for, maybe for the exception of one, the rest of them weren't actual photos of them, right? Except for the hard hat one and the and the high school yearbook one.
1: Yeah, well, the, it could have been the hard hat the, one.
0: The hard, but the thing is, the the voted most likely to steal your bitch. That one. But that was a picture of them. It was a picture of them. But I mean, like, <coughs> voted most likely to steal your girl. Like there's nothing, but it was probably in relation to something specific. And the Dallas Cowboys won because he's probably a Cowboys fan, and they thought it was funny, which it would be, in my opinion. So in court, Brown's defense argued that he did not violate Article 91 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, saying that his conduct did not occur in the presence of the other petty officers or while they were performing their duties. There's no evidence Oof. as to what my vi- any of the victims were doing at the time. Um, Scott Hockenberry Barry argued. Um, The only evidence is that they were what what they were doing at the time at some undefined later time. They were when they read the messages. Prosecutors disagreed, adding that the petty officers felt pressured to be part of the chat to fulfill their work assignments. What? I don't understand this. The fact does that even mean? It sounds like that they didn't like the guy. And they were just looking for a reason. (laughs) That's why I don't like group chats. The facts indicate that the victims were accessing the text <laughs> message string for the purpose of seeking out work-related information. Lieutenant Commander Daniel uh, Halsig said during the hearing, added that one of his victims testified that – I like how they quoted victims. One of the <laughs> victims testified that he created a group chat for work purposes. Brown enlisted, and it was
1: labeled Chiefs mess.
0: Brown enlisted in the Coast Guard in 2002, according to the bio information shared by his attorney in the Military Times – he served on the Polar Star as the main propulsion auxiliary auxiliary chief between 2018 of July and November, 2020 before transitioning to his current role in the Naval engineering department at the coast guard base, Seattle petty officer Brown is a man that loves his country, loves his service and he would never do anything to deliberately upset or disrupt anyone's morale, the morale of the unit, the cohesiveness of the unit. Brian, uh, Pristera, another attorney of Brown told the military times on a phone call to the extent that he occurred occurred in this case that is certainly regrettable. However, he doesn't mean that it's, it doesn't mean that it's criminal. Um, so Hal Sig later told military times via email, particularly in the wake of COVID-19 pandemic, the level of interaction between service members via digital means of communication has dramatically increased, making the outcome of the case that much more important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, this is weird to me because it's, it seems the way that I'm perceiving it. And this is maybe because I was in a fucking infantry unit for most of my career. <clears throat> is their senior NCO is just you know kind of just being funny for the sake of like trying to make it seem like that he's not just a hard ass. Yeah, he's, tra- he's trying to bring in a cohesion of like of humor, you know, irreverent humor with with the other people in his in his uh, that's under him to let it know that like hey, you know, I'm an easygoing person. You can you know we can have that kind of relationship outside of work. And that during in and during duty hours, we it's it's duty time, you know. It's, That's the
1: reason I kind of hate group chats like that because you you toe that fucking line, and you can quote unquote have funny moments like that until something happens, and then those times can be used against you down the road. I know because it was a professional group chat.
0: It's stupid because, like. And I could say this from even with my experience, like even the group chats that I had with, you know, with guys in, <clears> in my unit, very often, like, yes, there was business being talked about in the group chat. However, yeah. we would talk shit to each other just because it was, we were being funny and be, and just talk shit to it. We're in the military. We talked shit to each other. That's what we do. Yeah. That's why I just, I hate group chats like that
1: because it's, you're really blurring that line and you can end up getting fucked for it because it's all in the same fucking chat.
0: I know. S- <clears throat> it's it, it sucks because it's like.
1: That's why like nowadays, if I'm in a group chat, I barely say anything outside of like, if it's not work related, I might be slightly cheeky in, in a response, but nothing to where like it can actually get me in trouble. <laughs> Just because I know how that goes. I know down the line it can end up fucking me later
0: on. And that sucks because back then I I would be doing that, not thinking that this would come back and bite me in the ass in any way because I'm like, why, why would they, that be an issue?
1: Exactly. I try to keep things completely separate. So, like, one, if it's labeled as a work thing, it's a work thing for me. I might individually message them off offline because, <clears throat> like, in, a, in an individual text with someone, if I'm making it work related, I'll usually address their rank in it, or like some way that they know it's it's a business related text. When it's not, like, there's none of that's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. To keep to keep that switch from being differentiated, because I'll do that with. I used to do that with one of my LPOs because we were both second classes. And we would kind of hang out every so often. But when it was work-related, both of us would actually address each other as our ranks, like what
0: we needed. It's it's the lines are getting blurred between professional and casual.
1: And I think we can see that with our next article. That's for sure. Mm, oh,
0: God, yeah. <laughs> Special Forces. This, this is a very Navy SEAL thing to do, though. I think this was, I don't it's, think this was SEALs. It, this wasn't SEALs. That's why, but I'm saying that like this Delta is, Force. Some, this is,
1: this wasn't Delta. Yes, it was. Delta Force. Special Third Special Forces Group and Delta Force. Mm.
0: They're not called Delta. Mm. They're not called Delta. That's why I'm like, uh, mm.
1: still, still Army though.
0: I'm so, I'm curious about this. <laughs> Panic grips Special Forces community amid investigation into drugs and human trafficking. Oh God, ads, bro.
1: Pan- this is what happens when you start getting too complacent and feel like you're at top of the board.
0: Panic and fear spread throughout the special operations community at Fort Bragg in Fayetteville. North of course, Car- it's fucking Fort Bragg. North Carolina, as CID and FBI agents investigated members of 3rd Special Forces Group and Delta Force. It's not Delta Force, man. What is it? It's Combat Action or Combat Applications Group, CAG. So it sounds like it used to be Delta It used Force. to be called the, the proper name but back in the day was Special Forces Operations uh, Detachment Delta. But it's not called Delta Force. Nobody calls it that. They we They're either called Delta or CAG. In the army it's CAG. Um, who allegedly Let's were involved that's how they understand. They were allegedly involved in drug and in one instance human trafficking, according to nearly a dozen uh, current and former military sources. The arrest it's began and team in King. Holy shit! Was ar- it Epstein's island? I don't know. The arrest began Tuesday, January fifth, and culminated with a hundred percent recall accountability formation in First Battalion, Third Special. <laughs> <performance>. <laughs> it's always hundred percent accountability recalls. <laughs> I, you on lead? Get your ass back here! I will never forget when some fuck would get a DUI and someone else's. Fucking company, but they were within the battalion. Everybody got recalled, and everybody had a formation at like some stupid hour on on a fucking Saturday morning. Hundred percent. Was it the
1: CO that recalled everybody? Yeah, that's
0: insane. Is the battalion commander would recall, and or the, or the battalion sergeant major would recall the entire battalion because one fuck in another company that we don't even know who this person is got a DUI, so we all get the whole battalion gets punished for it. All right, so. Um, It is unknown when the investigation into drug and human trafficking in the Fort Bragg area began, but it is known that the FBI became involved in investigating the deaths of Timothy Dumas and Delta Force Operator Billy Levine in 2020, when they were both found shot to death at a training site on Bragg.
1: Interesting.
0: Last week's arrest began with investigations receiving more evidence after an undercover law enforcement officer posing as an underage girl helped arrest a member of 1st Battalion 3rd Special Forces Group back in December. Think about that.
1: That's some. That's some. What's that movie? Twenty first Jump Street type shit. How young do you gotta look? You're in the FBI and you're out here posing as an underage girl. Excuse me.
0: They there's a lot of ways. Like I actually watched a documentary. Unless of, it's online, if it's I, online, that's different. I actually watched a doc watched a documentary of of there was an undercover FBI agent who was in her mid to late twenties posing as an underage girl online as for like sting operations. And she was even a mom. She was a mother. Like she was like in her, in her twenties. Yeah. And they were able to make her look really, really young with certain lighting, makeup and certain dress styles and stuff. There's ways that they can make them look Younger than they yeah, actually are. I
1: mean, if it's on if it's online, it makes sense to me. Now, in, but I'm, I'm in thinking person, like in person. It's not, yeah.
0: it's, it's definitely on a, a sting that starts online and ends in person. Like the 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 suspect doesn't make sense. The suspect rarely ever gets to meet close up with the decoy because the decoy is older and physically, when you get up to the to the decoy, they will look older. And that was, yeah, that makes sense. That was actually because, like, during that documentary, that was their concern was because that, like, you can make people look younger online, but it's the actual meat part that's the that's the toughest part for these stings because the suspect will actually pick up on that the decoy is older than they they've been perceiving. Yeah. So it's like they have to be very careful with it because they can compromise the whole investigation <clears throat> off of just that interaction.
1: Which makes sense, yeah. That, that's I hadn't really thought about that.
0: So last week, investigate more evidence after undercover. Let's see, uh, that individual is known to moonlight as a bouncer at a bar in Southern Pines, frequented by Special Forces community. A military source close to the situation explained to connecting vets, the Green Beret is allegedly had been pipping out underage girls to the Special Forces community at a, at drug fueled parties in Southern Pines. Good lord. This is what happens when there is no war, no direction, and an 18-month red cycle with no missions. A special forces soldier said, "No dudes are fucking around with young kids and and the and the crazy drugs. All these lives ruined because people are just bored." Now, I don't fucking believe that. I don't believe that for a second, dude. I will say
1: that, like, with no war, no direction, like, Garrison sucks, and people do a lot more stupid shit when but there's not nothing that. to do. But I'm not out here diddling children and pimping underage girls because I'm fucking bored. That's a bit of a
0: stretch. And you know what? The war is over. I don't know what to do. I think I might well, I might traffic children. Like what?
1: Like. Even the, the drugs thing, I could understand, too, because they start – like, you start going down a rabbit hole of and drugs, know drugs alcohol, in the military. Drugs, is alcohol, partying, yeah. being
0: reckless, but not this. This is not – Yeah, that's that's a stretch. Whoever that dude is is a fucking idiot and should be stripped of his tab. I'm I'm sorry. That is the dumbest shit. And I know people do stupid shit because I've seen it done. And I know the Special Forces community is a whole different league of its own. Um. Just with my interactions with those guys, they are definitely a league of their own. And, but when it comes to this, yeah. this kind of shit, yeah, it, it's, it's, this isn't the kind of reckless shit that they do. They either buy a bunch of stupid shit, drink a lot, maybe dabble in some cocaine, fuck a stripper or something.
1: Yeah. I could see like some hooker type stuff being yeah, involved, but not, fucking, that would make sense.
0: Not pipping out underage girls.
1: Yeah. That's a bit of a stretch.
0: All right. Um, Whether the individual rolled on his accomplices or law enforcement ripped the data from his cell phone, it quickly led to an arrest of another Green Beret involved in drug trafficking in 1st Battalion, 3rd Special Forces Group. Now, drug trafficking, I could. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that one. That one is like fucking. Especially when
1: you're like you're you're towards the top. Like, you know, what really fucks with the Special Forces guys all that much because they're like in a league of their own. Like if if you're not being respected all that often and there's not there's not a whole lot of top coverage on you with what you're doing. You kinda like you're in your own world. And if people aren't truly paying attention and you're also you already know how to be covert in the first place, this can go kind of haywire very quickly, especially when it comes to
0: drugs. Yeah, drugs. I can see gun trafficking, drug trafficking. Absolutely. Not human trafficking. Yeah.
1: Well, unless it's like like of age hookers, even still, because I mean that was a thing in uh, for the Navy. The whole Fat Leonard type thing in Bahrain.
0: So, with the information of additional suspects in hand, CID and military police set, a, set up shop at one of the main bottlenecks to, uh, to entering or exiting Fort Bragg, the long street gate between Post and Southern Pines. Bottleneck. It, it was a it was a bottleneck. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, bottleneck. It was a trail of tears and douchebag cars, said, Special Forces, <laughs> said, said a Special Forces member who witnessed the scene last week while each soldier stopped for questioning and their vehicle parked along the street. Just Mustangs and Camaros for days. Yeah. One of those stopped at the gate was a member of the Army's elite counterterrorism unit called Delta Force, who had recently been picked up by the unit after serving in 1st Battalion, 3rd Special Forces Group. A physician's assistant assigned to third special forces group was also questioned, according to the source. Oh, interesting. The dragnet led to the questioning of 15 service members in total regarding drug-related allegations spread across various special operations commands on Fort Bragg. You know, the more I read about the drug thing, I almost wonder if that one dude was referencing the drug and partying shit and not the human trafficking part. I wonder mm. if I wonder if this article was. Was written and put his quote in there without the additional context of what he was referring to. Like, we, like they were probably like, "What do you think of these special forces operators uh, getting in trouble for drug trafficking and um, and and basically and yeah, drug like getting involved with drugs and trafficking?" And he was probably, like, "This is what happens. When, like these guys just get reckless." I'm sure if they said that they were fucking dealing with underage girls, they'd be like, "That is not." I almost wonder if the that quote was misplaced. Could be. Okay, let's see. So the drag- <clears throat> uh, so the drugs allegedly distributed amongst the special operations community include cocaine, ecstasy, fentanyl, fentanyl lollipops, and the date rape drug, Rufinol, also known as roofies. Um, the Wrong US. The uh, U.S. Army Special Operations Command is aware of the allegations of drug involvement from soldiers assigned to USA USA USA, USA, USA USASOC units on Fort on Fort Bragg. U.S. Army Special Operations Command. That's USASOC. And USASOC public affairs officer Lieutenant Colonel Mike Burns said in a statement connecting vets. "Um, We all. That's what he said. This is what he said to the to them, he said. We also said. He also said. We all we take all the allegations seriously and are fully cooperating with the criminal investigation division. CID's investigation is ongoing, and it will be inappropriate to discuss the status of their investigation. Hmm. The statement said. All soldiers have the right to due process, including the presumption of innocence under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Fair point. Panic began within the special forces community over the weekend, with rumor swirling that the arrests were also connected to various murders around Fort Bragg in recent years. <laughs> what? <laughs> nah. <No>, uh, <laughs> Um, While the other service members quickly disposed of their drug stashes and evidence of other nefarious activities, several sources described connecting vets. Last year, the official publication of the Special Warfare Center and School on Fort Bragg published an issue of their Special Warfare magazine specifically about ethical issues within the Special Forces community. Clearly, that message was not heard. On Sunday... First bat third special forces group was recalled to Fort Bragg and instructed to form up in uniform outside its units, high performance training air center. Once there, service members were given drug tests and, immo- and admonished by superiors. Oh yeah. The hundred percent accountability and fucking piss tests for everybody. Surprise. I, dude, this, this is exactly what happened when there was a big cocaine ring discovered in our unit. It was, uh, Found out that there was about twenty guys in second battalion that were uh, selling coke, uh-huh. and hair. Oh, selling heroin. They were selling heroin, and they recalled the entire brigade, and we had to have fucking police dogs doing health and welfare inspections on our rooms, piss test every day, hundred percent piss test every morning before PT.
1: So what I've what I've learned. From being the uranosis coordinator for my command, at least on the Navy side of it, which I, I feel like is probably pretty similar to the Army, that for for me to let's say pull hundred percent or do a command sweep, I have to. I can't do that without like CO authorization.
0: Oh yeah, Th- that's how this this came up. Like the brigade commander <clears throat> said that,
1: we- and I found out that you can't target people either. So you can't like try to pull. Um where
0: you suspect someone specific on
1: something. people. Yeah. So you can't like try to manipulate the system, especially with like by random the individual random tests. You have to do a hundred percent so like if you have a suspicion of something, you have to do a hundred percent sweep to test everybody. Like you have to do it oh, I know. across the board. I know.
0: That's that was one hundred percent why we were doing it. They knew certain people were doing it, but they couldn't single them out legally. Yeah. So they made everybody do it. Yeah. It's the it's the military's way of like getting the answer they want without actually asking for the, you know, the answer that they want. That's one of
1: those ones where like kind of like the the math punishment type thing kind of makes sense to me because it is kind of illegal. If you think about it, you want to just specifically drug test someone based off of accusations, which is, in my opinion, not really right. However, if you want to catch someone, but you have the authorization to be like, oh, I'm not going to target you. However, fucking everybody's doing this. It's not just you. We're going to do it to everyone. So even if there's people that we're not suspecting, they're going to get caught too. It's like,
0: I know you're doing cocaine, but I can't actually (laughs) have you do a piss test. So guess what? Everyone's doing (laughs) it. I can't prove it. So we're going to find out. So um, First Battalion is where much of the drug and human trafficking charges originate from and the epicenter appears to be the drug leader's team, ODA 3135. Other battalions in the group are expected to be swept up in investigation in the coming days and weeks. Um, one, special, one Special Forces member described the tone of the 3rd Special Forces group this week as a mass cal, referring to a mass casualty event in combat where more soldiers are injured than medics can possibly handle. I could confirm that 15 soldiers assigned to Yusasak were questioned and released, their, released to their command. Two of those soldiers <clears> have been cleared of any wrongdoing, according to Lieutenant Colonel Mike Byrne's statement. The overwhelm, overwhelming majority of Army Special Operations soldiers that live the, S, the soft values every day. The use of illegal drugs or any other illegal activity goes directly against these values and does not reflect the behavior we demand from every soldier in our formation, the statement continued. Usoc maintains a strict policy against the use of any illegal drugs. Illegal drug use is not acceptable, nor is it tolerated. We're taking measures at every level to ensure the health and welfare of our soldiers and to reduce these harmful behaviors in our formation. Mm. Interesting. Mm. You know what?
1: You've seen... What is it? The Punisher, right? Yes. That's kind of how I picture a lot of these situations to where... Let's say the position of the lieutenant colonel there, like in that show, he may have been the one making the statements, but he could have also been the one that was like calling some of the shots or like he's keeping things off of the trail as well himself, just off of his position, but at least like how the show goes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I always kind of picture like, this is a very real possibility.
0: I mean, it is. Um... Because you got to
1: think these guys aren't just doing this shit. On their own, typically, especially not getting away with it for so long.
0: Well, the thing is, how long were they doing it? If they weren't, I think it, it had to
1: have been for a while.
0: It can't, it, I don't think it was. If it was, this seems to, this sounds, it feels like a very recent development and that these guys were just very sloppy in how they were doing it. And that's why they got caught.
1: Well, this said, this was in relation to a couple deaths back in 2020. So it's been going on for a while. Yeah. And like those two dudes probably got caught up in something and ended up dying for it. Like they came to their training area and just popped them.
0: I like how they didn't even elaborate on that investigation for the murder. Of those That's because it was a different, it's a different article. They linked it. Did they link it? Yeah. Let me open it back up. I want to read about that one. <clears throat> Delta, so do Delta force operators have a license to kill? Green Beret deaths rise raises questions. And this is 2020. So. so Master Sergeant William Levine and Timothy Dumas were found dead at the training site on Fort Bragg, North Carolina. The case is being investigated as a homicide. Um, a spokesperson for Army Criminal Investigate. Oh, wait, I think I remember reading about this. Levine was a member of the Army's elite counterterrorism unit, Delta Force, and deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq. Dumas was an Army veteran who previously served as the property book officer at 7th Special Forces Group before serving the same role at Fort Bragg for nine years. Holy shit, it's a long article. Yeah, it is. Interesting. So he was in charge of property books. He probably noticed equipment was being, was missing.
1: It's a long article. I don't think we have time for this, but. They probably don't. Um, let's see. Good Lord. It's a long fucking article.
0: Oh, they got involved with narcotics. Yeah. So this is, it, it,
1: I, feel, I think it went pretty deep. So and the, I, It had probably been going for a while.
0: So from March 15th and 19th, uh, Leshkar and Levine were on vacation and their families in Disney World in Florida. March 17th, Leshkar called his sister, Nicole Rick, to wish her happy St. Patrick's Day. He was intoxicated but happy, she said. It was the last time they'd ever speak. He also called his mother that night and told her that he and his wife had decided to get alcohol out of their, out of their family and that, and now they knew this is him addressing his, his addiction issues. Um let's see. So she uh, left car became working on his car out in the driveway. Levine later said in a statement police to police he was removing the car's battery. During this time, two allegedly had an argument which she turned into a physical confrontation, according to the first special forces command memorandum obtained by connecting vets. Turned into some sort of wrestling match, but the argument was about to remain what it was about remains unclear. <laughs> Um let's see. What happens next remains disputed by the family members of both men, but medical examiner report reveals some details. Leshkar was found by police officers and the medical examiner in a prone position with multiple gunshot wounds to the chest and neck. Four forty five caliber shell casings were found at the scene. Three of the four gunshots struck Leshkar. according to the ME report. One penetrated his neck and lodged in his back, another struck him in the right side. Third was superficial grazing uh, wound across the left side of his neck. The bullet Arching at a 45 degree downward angle, the bullet passed him from the back to front. So he was shot while he was laying down. Um, interesting. This, this is a really long article. Yeah, yeah, it is. The shooter's own words were: "Words, own words. Barry is asked because there's no screwdriver. Did it appear, disappear, or melt?" What, it was over tools? Quote and I don't know. Maybe it wasn't connected. Based off this article, it doesn't sound like it was connected to any of that shit.
1: Well, you never know. I mean, I think it just goes deeper. These types of things always go deeper. They definitely do.
0: Regiment in this podcast is also partnered with BR Paradox. BR Paradox is a company that specializes in custom-built PCs, so if you have an idea for a cool custom-built PC, they can definitely give you the hookup on that. But if you're not in the market for custom PCs, BR Paradox has a wide array of pre-built PCs that you could choose from at great prices. And if you're not in the market right now for a new PC, BR Paradox will definitely hook you up with an optimization. Optimizations take around 10-15 minutes to do, and they're very awesome. I highly recommend them. I had my PC optimized by them, and it's never run smoother since. BR Paradox also has a list of renowned customers ranging from LeBron James, Chris Brown, members of FaZe Clan, and even Angela White from your favorite orange and black site, if you know what I mean. So head on over to brparadox.com to get yourself a PC today or an optimization and remember to use promo code regiment at checkout. That's promo code regiment down here at checkout. Um, so the navy confiscated a camera during the Top Gun Maverick filming. Not shocking. I'm pretty sure I can figure out why. You know how long it
1: took me to to true to realize that the military has like a a movie department where they approve like military related stuff and like their use of shit in movies and their affiliation. I had no fucking clue for a long time that that was a real thing.
0: They kind of have to,
1: but like they can deny certain things being in movies. Like if they don't show the military in like a good light or whatever. Yeah. And like a lot of, there were a lot of recruiting opportunities. Like they will actually have people working with Hollywood to Make movies to help recruiting opportunities. Like the original Top Gun was one of those movies to help with
0: with recruiting. It definitely was. And it worked. It did work. So let's read about why they took cameras. So now that the box office cash has been counted and the movie is landed in a home video. Can we even read this whole article? Why can't we?
1: Oh no. Can you read the whole article? I could, yeah, I could see all of it. Why? Uh, Mine says don't miss a single military.com story.
0: Just close out of that. It should open right back up. So now that the box office cash has been counted on the movie has landed on a home video and streaming, we're starting to hear a few stories about the behind the scenes drama during the making of Top Gun Maverick way back in 2018. (laughs) Director Joseph Kaczynski is making the rounds with Hollywood media as the movie garners attention during award season. After a year of extremely disciplined on-message communications about the movie, things were getting a bit looser and everyone's telling some interesting stories. Kaczynski told Deadline about his experience with the Navy and his love of flying. I had a huge love of aviation growing up. I was building model airplanes, really complex. That's cool, man. Um, after hanging around the Navy for a couple of years, the directors even started using military lingual. Um, when you're directing the film, you kind of become, become a subject matter expert Which is the Navy term. My God. This is... (laughs) I'm one of you. This this reminds me of people like that. I'm just like you because I've been around you. (laughs) I got to see things no civilian would see. That's where Kaczynski got into a bit of trouble. He was carrying a camera when he saw some things that no civilian is supposed to see. I had my camera confiscated at one point, wiped clean, he said. I took some pictures and maybe captured something I wasn't supposed to capture, and my camera was quickly returned to me without any photos on it. The Navy must have forgiven his mistake because it collaborated with the filmmakers on creating fictional versions of some of its most secret technology. I go on, I, I, <coughs> I, got, I got to go to China Lake and shoot a hangar that is top secret, and it is all in this quest for authenticity. And I think you feel it when you see it because you don't feel like you're in a Hollywood design setting. There's a reality to it. We collaborated with the actual engineers who make the real secret aircraft. It was just a dream come true. So the next big event for TGM crew um, was announcement of Oscar nominations. The movie is considered to look for best picture. That's okay. So that's it. They just took the camera because he ended up taking footage of things that, he p- yeah, wasn't supposed to public
1: work. necessarily wasn't supposed to I figured that's like, probably
0: I, what this was going. To yeah.
1: That, that's kind of how I figured as well. But it's just interesting that the Navy is like, no, 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 no. That's, that's ours now.
0: I mean, yeah. it's interesting. It's pretty typical, honestly.
1: To to us, yes. But to a civilian, that's pretty jarring to have someone just be like, give me your fucking is, camera. This is our now. shit now. Like, let's see if it was, if it was his phone, they could take your whole ass phone. Yeah. It's like, it was my
0: camera now. That would suck ass. You just you better hope all that shit's in the cloud, motherfucker. So this marine unit needs to fucking tie down their weapons. Fucking three six. I'm so ha- I'm so
1: happy that I left this unit before the original rifle situation, dude. Because it was so much fun to make fun of some of my friends that were still there and be it's- like, "How's the net how's no leave shit situation going for you guys?"
0: So. For those that are are wondering, so M-18 pistol goes missing from Marine unit that lost two rifles in 2019. Now, I got to say this. If you are a unit that continuously loses weapons, someone should be investigating on why these weapons keep going missing. Is it negligence or is someone jacking them? Well, I'm sure sure the the article will go further into it. Quote, unquote. So, a Marine unit that headlines made after two of its rifles went missing in 2019 has lost another weapon, a Marine spokesman confirmed to Marine Corps Times Friday. The 2nd Marine Division Infantry Unit of 3rd Battalion, 6th Marines, based at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, discovered Thursday that one M18 service pistol and two pistol magazines were unaccounted for, according to 1st Lieutenant Mark Grill and 2nd Marine Division spokesman. Mm. The Naval Criminal investigation Service, Investigative Services investigating the disappearance, Grills told the Marine Corps Times an email Friday. 3 6 and 2nd Marine Division will continue to work with NCIS throughout the investigation. Unverified reports of the missing weapons appeared uh, Thursday night on the Twitter account of Terminal Lance, <laughs> 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 a Marine related humor site run by Marine veteran Max. You're already. 3 6 losing shit again. 3 6 losing shit again. You're. Yuri uh, already remarked in the tweet, Missing firearms saga of 3rd Battalion 6th Marines shortly began after Christmas 2019 with the disappearance of two rifles during a training exercise at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. NCIS opened an investigation and the Marines were actively searching for weapons. Hands across America walked through the woods looking around for guns is what they were doing. Fod walk down. Um, I can just see it now. Just a bunch of fucking Marines like, Looking like walking in a fucking line through through the woods, trying to find like some M sixteen laying on the ground. Think about this though. So it was a pistol that got lost. So that means it was likely a higher
1: enlisted or an officer. Yeah, probably. Or maybe a corpsman. But even then, most of like ninety nine percent of the time, we're gonna have a fucking rifle too. So I highly doubt that it was a corpsman.
0: So speaking with Marine Corps Times a few weeks later, Lafonte also dismissed online rumors that Marines had been denied holiday leave because of the missing rifles. Oh, yeah. That was bullshit, too. And they denied that, that they denied. They said that they dismissed that, the rumors that they had been denied leave because of the rifles. So,
1: so the truth behind that was it wasn't, quote, unquote, denied. It was delayed. So they weren't denying people's leave. They were just saying, you can't leave right now. But people had, already, like, people had already planned for certain times. People had bought tickets and everything. So they had to cancel that shit, <clears throat> likely without refunds, and push it off
0: to later. Yeah, that sounds...
1: That was their way around that. So they That's... didn't deny anybody leave.
0: That's, that doesn't surprise me. So the battalion's commander and sergeant major were fired for loss of trust and confidence in March 2020. Of course. Meanwhile, 3rd Battalion, 6th Marines, whose names often shortened to three six became the butt of memes about the missing rifles and rightfully so. Yes. It's always the fucking Marines. It's always the Marines doing shit. I say this even in a regiment. Why is it always the Marines? Cause they do stupid shit. They do stupid shit very well. I have like, a lot I, of Marine I, they, friends and I love you guys. I do, but why the fuck is it the Marines always, you know? Because
1: uh, like even in the Corman community, we have a saying that says a bored Corman is a happy Corman but a board Marine can change that very quickly because they're doing stupid shit. They're very smart. So they do stupid shit very well. Like people think that Marines are stupid. I'm like, no, they're not. They just do stupid things very, very well.
0: Very smart is a term. I think you're using a little too loosely there. They ah, see, they do stupid shit very
1: smartly. If that makes sense.
0: Um, a year after the rifles disappeared, NCIS was still investigating with no culprit identified. Reported at the time, NCIS didn't immediately provide an answer to the Marine Corps Times inquiry Friday about the status of the investigation into the missing rifles. In the 2010s, 204 Marine firearms were lost or stolen, and only 14 were later recovered. A 2021 what? Associated Press investigation found um, some of those stolen military guns ended up being uh, used in street crime.
1: What Nah don't believe that.
0: Sig Sauer announced in 2019 that the Marine Corps was adopting the M18, which is very surprising, honestly, that they were getting the a uh, new gun. Like, yeah, right. Like they were getting a new gun. Not, not a gun that we don't use anymore, but they were getting a new weapon system. Yeah, it's pretty shocking. Yeah, it's, it's extremely shocking. Um, the compact variant of the U.S. Army's modular handgun system <laughs> is official duty pistol Marine Corps times previously reported.
1: The army probably had a surplus of them and they're like, You guys can have some of these.
0: Um, my buddy with uh down in Florida's one of the Florida's SF groups, he used one of these and he said he thought they were dog shit by just because what they are. But he said he actually got to get his hands on with it and he said, Dude, this gun is he's like this fucking handgun is the is so good. He loves it. But they are kind of on a recall right now for the M eighteens because they have been reported of discharging on their own. Oh, that's, that's, I would say that too. Everyone was joking, jokes around and says, it's the gun that shoots, that's so good it shooting, <clears throat> it basically shoots itself because it does. Like a lot of the M18s were notorious for firing on their own. There's actually like a recall going on for them.
1: You have a desk pop. If enough people say that their desk pop was accidental, I'm sure there would be a
0: recall. I'm, Did they ever figure out the... No, I guess they didn't. They they never I want to know who
1: lost it. That's what I want to know.
0: What rank were they? They didn't say. None of that was... Mm, The article's done. Shocking.
1: That's that's one reason we know that this was a higher individual. Because they didn't mention their rank and not really... I feel like there wasn't too much else with this. I don't know. Because if this was like a Lance Corporal, they would have absolutely said that a Lance Corporal lost this fucking rifle or lost this pistol. No,
0: Um, I'm going to actually look up the M18. Okay. So wounded officer Sue Sig Sauer saying gun goes off by itself. Oh, these are police officers. Mm. So they're, yeah, they're facing a $10 million lawsuit over the P320, which is essentially what the M18 is.
1: Did did you ever get to use the IAR? The M27? No. I missed, I missed out on it too.
0: Um, so, police and federal law enforcement officers are among 20 people from multiple states care, uh, saying they were wounded by a popular type of Sig Sauer pistol. The latest lawsuit alleging that the gun is susceptible to going off without the trigger being pulled. The lawsuit filed Wednesday um, in U.S. Federal Court, Concord, New Hampshire, says that, it, that there have been over 100 incidents of the P320 pistol unintentionally discharging when the user believed it, they did not pull the trigger. These men and women are highly trained officers, veterans, as a responsible, safety-conscious gun, gun users who put their trust in Sig Sauer, unaware that the gun they used to serve was a danger to themselves or anyone around them. Um, attorney <coughs> representing the group of 20, about a dozen spouses, said in the statement, Zimmerman said the largest P320 lawsuit against the New Hampshire-based gunmaker on behalf of the people who were injured. So in many cases, the gun discharged while still in the user's holster, seriously injuring them in the leg, hip, or leaving them unable to perform their usual duties, according to the lawsuit. They were not touching. Well, that's the, not good. They were not touching the trigger, the lawsuit said. One of the plaintiffs. That's where your fucking artery is. One of the plaintiffs, a U.S. Navy veteran who instructed service members in firearms training and the safety over 20 years, he said he was hurt in the leg and calf by a bullet from his P320 February on a private shooting range on his property after he had just holstered the gun. First thing that came out of everybody's mouth, who knew me, said, "How did that happen? You're the fin- you're the safest person we know with a firearm." Who is um, said uh, Delgado, who was out for work for six weeks, unable to climb a ladder or get on a roof for his property inspector job. He said some people assumed that his finger was on the trigger or manipulated in some way, or did somebody do it to do it to shoot himself? Being looked and told that it was your fault when it was, embar- is, was the embarrassing part, and kind of angers me. He says. Sig Sauer denies allegations that the pistol is prone to discharging without the use of the trigger. The P320 is designed to fire when the trigger is pulled. Sig Sauer... Sp- no shit, Sig. No shit. I think all firearms are designed that way. It includes internal safeties to prevent the firearm from discharging without a trigger pull. The lawsuit details negligence of product liability claims against Sig Sauer as well as deceptive marketing practices for the gun advertising it won't fire unless you want it to. hmm <laughs> One of the allegations of negligence is the SIG Sauer equipped a U.S. Army version of the P320, which is manual safety that guarded against unintentional firing. Yet if left, if left off non-military models, co-counsel Daniel uh, Sessler said only one non-military model of the gun offered that feature as an option to make the gun without, with a trigger this short and this light without any sort of external safety is reckless and unprecedented. So, Piet said that the full trigger uh, trigger pull force of the P320 is consistent with the industry practice. Uh, some mm. customers, including many law enforcement agencies, believe that the inclusion of manual safety is a detriment to the safe and reliable use of the pistol given their intended use. Other Absolutely. customers, other customers, make the opposite view given their intended. It's uh, opposite view given their intended use. So, he said, well, inclusion of manual safety is a detriment. Yeah, it is. It actually is. If a manual safety is, you know. Like, my 1911 has um, a dual safety on it, so I I can't fire that thing unless my hand is around it. So it's got, like, a safety on the back of the handle of the of the grip mm. where unless I'm gripping that gun, it won't fire. I can have the mm. hammer back, safety off, and touch the trigger, <clears throat> and I still can't fire it unless my hand is around that other safety.
1: Hmm. Well, that's a dual safety. I think it sounds like there was no... Safety, like how, like how we have our M4s. It's got pew, 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 no pew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It sounds like there's not even that
0: you mean function. A se- you mean a selector switch? Yeah, it's a handgun. Well, it's a, it, it it just, a,
1: just a just a, just a just a safety in general. It sounds like it was all autom- automated.
0: So, kind of like how Glocks are. Glocks have like a safety on the trigger. So, like there's like a part of the trigger that it won't. You can't pull the trigger unless you're pulling the trigger. Um, that didn't sound. It's 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 sense. so the trigger looks like. Hang on. Let me let me show you. I'm having a hard time really explaining this. So if you go down, and you look at the safety on this Glock, right, so you see the trigger. How it's also got like another part of the trigger. Mm-hmm. That is the trigger safety mechanism. Seems kind of redundant. So. There is no, like, actual safety switch on on a Glock. It's on. like a weapon should have that. Yeah, but, you know, you would think so, but um, it must work pretty well because how many negligent discharges of Glocks do you hear about when it comes to a safety issue?
1: I don't uh, look into those types of things, so I couldn't really say.
0: So essentially the trigger can't work unless you are pushing that thing down, so... I mean, obviously, like unless your finger is on the trigger, it's not going to go off. Basically, that's how that safety works. So unless your finger, but if something accidentally hits the trigger, it maybe I don't know. You that what I mean? I'm not a fan of Glocks, but I don't know. Glocks they they are really reliable firearms, I will say. But um, um, so yeah, like I've actually been told it's. Not just the law enforcement side of this. Like, the the M18s are, like, some of them are going off on their own. And the way that I was looking at it was, like, of course it is, because they probably manufacture them so fast to get them out to the Army for mass production that, obviously, final quality kind of got put by the wayside.
1: I mean, the lowest bidder?
0: Yeah. They always give it to the lowest bidder. So... Ah, any regiment things coming up that we could talk about?
1: Uh looks like, well, I know the Reverend Warriors <clears throat> hike schedule is going to be added to the event schedule here pretty soon in the Discord server. Did,
0: did, was the uh, schedule made before you guys had your meeting?
1: Sort of. Some of them were approved, and the picture with the list was sent out and put on social media. And then I think we added some more to it that were... Approved either during or after the the conference. We're working with American Legion.
0: I mean, yeah, that's the the American Legion thing has been going on for a while. Uh, but they the um, the gaming initiative with the American Legion is a lot of the American Legion posts are so on board with this. So like even my post, I talked to them about it. at Our meeting a couple of weeks ago, and um, the only issue with uh, with my post is actually getting um, getting a gaming center set up in there because there isn't much room for one the only spot they said well you could put one in here and it's a storage closet hmm. and they're like well you can just move things over to the other side of the storage room and i'm like yeah but that you you want a gaming area to feel like a like a, a lounge like a gaming lounge you know or an yeah, area closet. where you, not a cl- not a closet where you just have all your extra tables and chairs and shit So it's like, could we clear this out and move it somewhere? And they're like, well, not really. So I'm like, finding space in my post is kind of, uh, is the challenge. But they are absolutely on board. Usually the the one challenge that everyone's got going on is um, the post not being open for it. Meaning that (laughs) they're not they're not open to the idea of something of implementing something like that. But most, most American
1: legions are dying.
0: Well, almost all of the posts are on board for this. It's the smaller ones that are like out like the fucking boondocks. Uh, we have, we have a cup, one post that's um, kind of close to me. Um, <clears throat> they only have six members left. Wow. Because they are not very welcome to new people. And they aren't open for new ideas. they want to keep everything the way it is, and as a result, like there's only six of them left, and they're if they're eventually going to have to shut down because they you know they it's just they're not bringing anybody in, and because of that they what what's up
1: you You would think that especially if you're already dying, you'd
0: be kind of open to some new ideas what yeah, I smell it too. He's right here under me. He's, Todd's probably not feeling good because he ate those fucking onions. Them eeky dog farts. It's not farts; it's burps.
1: Even still, I mean, this is uh, a <clears throat> it's January. We got a new year initiative to get fifty thousand dollars raised for Stack Up. Say it again. It's a new year initiative to get fifty thousand uh, dollars raised yes. for Stack Up.
0: So the new Stack Up charity is is live, and our our all goal, year long, all year long, and our goal is fifty k. Um, last year they raised $625,000 across the board. So stack up, does, stack up does in order to, you know, these charities are to help stack up achieve the things that they, you know, the great things that they do. I want to go to their failings house so bad. We should put the link for that in the description too. I'm well, yeah, I'm definitely going to, um,
1: Oh, you know, it's crazy. So at the Reverend warriors conference, the public affairs officer for vet TV is the, I think he's the PAO. He's on the board of directors for stack up. Oh, and really? It blew my, yeah. It blew my fucking mind. Cause that he, he was on stage and he was talking about, uh, he's a big video game nerd and he mentioned stack up. I was like, I was the only one in the crowd that was like, well, no one else fucking knew what the hell I was talking about, but I go up to him and I was like, Hey, so since you're part of stack up, so that means, you know, regiment and, you know, Chris. And that was so me and him, we got to talk in and he's actually helping me with some of the IW type things And he's going to help me bring, uh, regiment more into the IW type stuff to get them to like the events. And he was talking, uh, cause I mentioned to him, I'm like, it's, it's our main thing, like when I, when I want to get our regiment guys out to these veteran in-person events, it's to just get, get the nerds away from their computers for a little bit, touch some grass and have that in-person interaction before they go back to their, their dungeon and start playing more games. Yeah. And he's all for it, <clears throat> but it it, like, it it just blew my mind that I was like that he he's the PAO for Vet TV now. That's really all I had for that. But it was it was it was a cool conversation.
0: Yeah, I I like the fact that all these orgs are kind of intermingling finally, because mm-hmm. I know that IW and Stack Up weren't really intermingling as much from what I understood. And I know that when we partnered with, because we were partnered with Stack Up before IW, that there was kind of like the whole question of, you know, should we, should we partner with IW? Because would that conflict with Stack Up stuff? Because they're both kind of a charity in their own way. They're both 501c3. Yeah. yeah, they're both 501c3s. So is like, would that conflict? But now I'm seeing more and more that they're kind of intermingling. Which is yeah, and they're
1: still they're like they have different missions different, which is, different missions focused
0: sense. on the same group of people yeah was, well
1: different but the same mission just a different avenue of approach
0: which is that's why I thought like I, I even talked to you about this before like years a couple of years ago where it was like different avenues but you know same concept but with you know mm-hmm. like, I can't I don't understand, I can't imagine that it would be an issue to not have you know all these orgs kind of like working hand in hand for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. So, it's great to see that Stack Up and IW and Regiment are all three kind of like in that circle of, you know, we're helping vets in one way or another way. You know, we got all these different avenues, and Stack Up and IW is actually intermingling with what you just said to get, you know, get that the help across in different ways. And I
1: still want to get Danny on the podcast.
0: We got to get Danny. What is, did you ask him about it?
1: Uh, no, he ended up leaving before I could talk to him outside of, like, You have one time. job, Doc. No, so he one ended job. up leaving. So I can't, I couldn't talk to him during the conference portion. I had to catch him, like, on some of our off time. And the final day, he had ended up leaving ahead of time before I could catch him. But, I mean, I have the fucking, his public affairs officer's information, so. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Who already? Is who already knows Chris, who's already who Chris also works for now
0: because he works for Stack Up. Yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> he also kind of works for Paradox, too. That's
1: true. Man's jack of all trades over here.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty much it for our announcements. Um, I think next episode I'm going to front load the announcements. Yeah, I think that would be good. I didn't think about them until just now. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I gotta get out of here. Um, I gotta f- fucking do snow removal because I'm buried in ten inches of snow right now. Like, I'm, I'm, well,
1: some of us make better decisions to live in places where there's no snow.
0: I didn't make the decision. I was. I didn't have anywhere to go. You chose to live there because of your terrible ex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with me again and doing huh. this. Thanks for tuning like in. The video, nerd. Like the video, and if you have any suggestions or you have anything you want to talk, want us to talk about, just put it in the comments section, and um, or a guest, if you want a specific guest, and you have the contact, wanna, info. yeah, if you want to, if you want to have, if you want to see somebody on the uh, on the podcast, let us know, and uh, we'll try to get them on here. Um, but be constructive, don't just bitch to bitch. Yeah, don't the bitch to um, bitch. Also, if you're talking about like, you know, if you have, if you know, like, I forgot where I was going with that also wow, the, was... the stream team and the twitch team are two different things <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have to keep talking about that because a lot of people think that the stream team and the twitch team are one and the same and they're not they're not the twitch team is basically you're featured on regiment's twitch you know members
1: you no know hard it is to find this the twitch team unless you have the link to it
0: it's not like, You just go to regiments it's... pro you go to regiment's profile on Twitter on Twitch and then you go you scroll down a little bit on their page and it shows who's live and those who and it shows who's not live but it shows you the list of members that are streaming on Twitch that are on the Twitch team in a general sense like searching for it ridiculous it's not that hard I'll pull it up right now and show you
1: we're talking about a lot of people in here that don't even know the difference between Twitch team and stream team yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll show it to you right now.
1: Oh look, we have new members
0: as of right now. Alright, so I'm on Regiment's Twitch right now. Last name and the old plot. So if you scroll all the way to the bottom, Regiment suggests these streamers. If you go if you scroll down to the bottom right there, it literally shows All the Twitch team members right there. I mean, these are all stream team guys. Except for one. Uh, I guess it is kind of hard to find them all. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's in the about. Huh. There's no way to expand that list. Exactly. It just shows, like, these... People right here.
1: Yeah, the the suggested streamers on the bottom.
0: Yeah, those are.
1: Those, I think those will automatically rotate in between.
0: I I think they will because right now most of them are stream team. So like the I want to say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven three, four, five. Six, seven of them are. So stream. you have to you have to click when you're in.
1: When you're on the page, go to the about section <clears throat> right next to where it says nine point eight k followers click on the regiment it's it's highlighted in red and then that'll take you to the stream team where we have thirty three hundred over thirty three uh, hundred members
0: there it is yeah the twitch team members there they all are that's insane so it is kind I of look. it is weird Whoa. to find them
1: my boy's on there right now.
0: I'm gonna have to like make note of this next time I stream on Twitch and raid somebody in regiment. That way I can, I find all the team members. I think that sure. might be why a lot of people are like getting upset that that no one's coming to watch me. It's because probably because they can't find them. They just go to yeah, regiment. but you they, gotta
1: look and see too. Like, if you look at if you scroll down, look how many people are already live. Granted, a lot of them don't have a a lot of viewers. Which is common in the Twitch, Twitter, in yeah, the Twitch sphere.
0: it'll show you. The, it'll show you all that are live, and then you go on more, and it shows you the ones that are not. But I'm saying, like on the homepage, yeah. on the homepage, like it'll show you ones that are live typically. But on the homepage, none, it shows none of them. One that's live it shows one that's live,
1: which I don't even see him.
0: I think this is more of like a Twitch issue and not an us issue. Significantly,
1: it's yeah, like veteran plays games is the top selected on the very bottom because those are in. Those are in the settings. Those are, those are totally separate from the, the stream team. Yeah. Cause those are individually put in. So he was probably put in there in that rotation a long time ago. And I don't think we've really touched that in a long time. Probably not. Plus nobody really goes to look at those anyways.
0: I mean, it's, if it was more upfront, people would, but because you have to actually click a few, way, click a few pages to actually see the list, then it's, Probably harder. That, you really that's why, one. No, you got to click the about, then you got to click the regiment. So that's two clicks True. right there, and then you got to go f- to that little list on the left. <laughs> so, well, so if you were wondering, that's where you find the Twitch team, people. All right, anyway, I got to get off here so I can go do snow shit. So right. th- thanks for tuning in to Smoke Pit, everybody. I'm Brock, joined with Doc. We'll catch you on the next episode. which will be next week, so keep an eye out for that. Love you all. Appreciate you all. Have a good rest of your week. Stay hydrated, fuckers. What? I said stay hydrated, fuckers. Drink water, change your socks. Full security. All right. Later, all.